Jamila Jamil unblocked me. Okay. This week. When? This week. Yeah. So. I'm still blocked. You're still blocked. I'm still blocked. Well, so I you're have, not blocked, but I am blocked. I have a suspicion. What? I think that she were, wanted to read my Ilaria story. Wow. That's my suspicion. Huh. And then she unblocked so she could do it and then forgot to reblock. Yeah, I'm blocked on um, Instagram on Twitter. Okay, so she d- she just wanted to see the Hilaria thing. So yep. I, I used to be blocked on Instagram. That's right. why we follow her on Pot Psychology. I see. Yeah, so I'm not blocked anymore. I had a dream about her, but actually, now that I think about it, I shouldn't say it in public. Was it sexual? Yeah, it was. Okay, yeah, she and she's gonna be like sexism. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so um, while we go to intro and theme song, I'll tell you. Hey y'all, what's up? It's your girl, Mama June. And look, this week I want to introduce my girls and guys, Rich, Tracy, and Morsi. And this week on Pod Psychology, you don't ever know what you are going to get. You know what I'm saying? If you want to tune in and know about be in the know of the know, check this podcast out. Pod psychology anyway y'all have an amazing day and check out my peeps we have a correction i have a correction yep we got a correction um you know what i don't know if it's that bad but it might be okay (laughs) (laughs) it's did you know that mr belvedere's name was Lynn. No. Lynn Belvedere. Oh, the Lynn. character's name was Lynn. Yeah. All Lynn right. Belvedere. No. Okay. So the guy who played him, Christopher Hewitt. Yeah. You, we said on an episode, you said that he was straight. Is he gay? He's gay. Wow. Except he might not be gay, but oh. it sounds like he's okay. freaking gay. Okay. So he's not out. Well, he's dead. Dead gay? Dead gay. We needed one. <laughs> we did. I thought of another one. Shit. Who was it? Ugh personal life and death a devout catholic and lifelong bachelor hewitt served at saint victor's church in west hollywood during his later years he suffered from arthritis and diabetes sounds what? gay to me so wait he served he just was really involved with the catholic church so he wasn't out i mean that's a leap are you kidding me no what? you've seen the way he acts well i mean i don't know i don't know what he was but let's, but okay, well, we got to figure it out because I think he was dead and I think, well, I know he's dead, but I think he was gay. I think that was, let's see, Christopher Hewitt gay. I thought this was like a correction. This is a, a theorizing. This is a look back, a, a second look, you reopening the investigation. This is. I mean, everyone seems to be on the ba- same page that Mr. Belvedere was gay. Okay. Did he, did he have any kind of woman that he talked about ever? No, he was a confirmed bachelor. He was a bachelor for his entire life. Mr. Belvedere. No, no, Christopher Hewitt. But on the on the show, did he have any kind of romantic? Pl- I don't remember him having a, a love life. Was it just like not talked about I, at all? I guess. It had to have been talked about. Everybody, like every long-standing character on television, had some kind of romantic attachment or yearning for one. Was there anybody who was just like casually single without any kind of like? Oh, I have a girlfriend. She lives a few states away. Or like, I had a love that I lost, and now I'm not recovering. That's like Tim Gunn. I, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen a character on TV that just didn't like a recurring, you know, major yeah. character. I can't think of one. Can you? No, but I can't think of much. I feel like Mrs. Garrett did go on dates. Yeah, she got she. That's why she left. That's why Beverly came in. She got married. I thought that was ridiculous. I mean, Charlotte Ray leaving that show felt like an actual betrayal to me. Do you think that she was just too ill to continue doing it? Or do you think she wanted more money? I think it was a money thing. Okay. Yeah. Because she did seem a little shaky. You know what I mean? She was too she, she she, shaky. She stayed around for another 20 years or so. Joan Collins was a bitch. Was, oh, wait. The, <laughs> Mr. Belvedere, the character, was not gay. Okay. <laughs> You married a woman in the final episode. That makes sense. So he did it too, but they didn't have a Mr. Belvedere too. I will say though that Charlotte Ray leaving Facts of Life did open my childhood up to Cloris Leachman. Yes. So. Yes. And it wasn't the same, but it she was still good. 
And as long as all the girls were on it, it was like fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pippa, Pippa started to really test Who my patience. Pippa? She was like the last season kind of Oliver character to spice things up, you know? The, She's Australian. The, the boy, Cloris Leachman's son, he, that's Patty Duke's son. Sean Astin. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. John. No, yeah. Mackenzie Astin. Mackenzie Astin. Yeah. Right. That and was, George Clooney, of course. That was John Astin's real son. Right. And then Sean Astin was some other guy's baby, but was raised by John Astin. Right. Well, you know, there is this book called Gay Hollywood. And like, they talk about how like everybody was gay. Like, um, Cary Grant is on the cover and it's a really long interview about Cary Grant being gay. And he talks about Gary Cooper being gay. I, I watched the 1950 Father of the Bride and I was like, Spencer Tracy just seems kind of like butch gay to me. And then they, they talked about him in the book. It's like oh, really? every but didn't single. didn't he have a... He did. Yeah. Catherine Hepburn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a long affair and he had a, a wife and family, right? Yeah. And Catherine Hepburn, like it was weird because they were, they were together for like 16 years or something like that, hiding in plain sight, not even bothered to hide, you know? I mean, they were in so many movies together too. There's a post from 2014 on asexuality.org. That's okay. a long, that's a, that's a pretty long thing about, um, people thinking Mr. Belvedere was an asexual person okay. and that was repre represented. Did they like the way that they represented that? I started thinking of the actor, the actor Christopher Hewitt, who played Mr. Belvedere. He never married and never had kids. And in a book, they referenced that he was gay. Oh, what book? I don't have any evidence or anything, but it got me thinking that an asexual man back before we had a term for being asexual could be thought of as gay. Yes, 100%. Or he could have been gay and still asexual. Yeah. I don't know. It was an intriguing thought. Yeah. And then they Agreed. said, "Agreed." the next person said, or just as likely, given his Catholic upbringing and the time period in which he lived, he just did not feel it was anyone's business how he conducted his private affairs. Still, it's fun to speculate. Yeah. Which I agree with that. Sure. Uh, well, I have a hard news item that oh God. is a game changer, I think. Okay. Mariah Carey's real age confirmed. <gasps> Ooh, how? Somebody on Reddit bothered to look up her local paper from the week that she was born. <gasps> and it specifically says, so wait, let me. Who is this sleuth? I mean, okay, I can tell you the username. I know, I was so happy about this. Okay, so the user, just forgotto, G-U-S-T-F-O-R-G-O-T-T-O. Hey, everyone. So we all know how on the Wikipedia page for Mariah Carey, it says she was born March 27, 69 or 70. Well, today I felt like searching her name again. And it had her date of birth as March 27, 1969. It's, the, it's from the Huntington newspaper dated April 10th, 1969, which is on, you can go to nyshistoricnewspapers.org. It's there. You can read it. And it says Mariah Carey, 1969. Her Wikipedia has now been changed. It, like the cat's out of the bag. Wow. It's, uh, you know, one of life's mysteries solved. <laughs> now, apparently, she specifically lied about this, too. Uh, there's a clip because the comments were full of it. It was wonderful. Thank you, Reddit, for doing this. On the May 1994 episode of Letterman. Uh, how old are you? Do you mind if I ask you that? 24. 24. See, now this is just a great story, isn't it? So that was 94. Okay. Why? Liar. And she says 24. Why? I don't know, because there was a thing where they had to like somehow like get rid of that year. Did 25 seem old? Did 25 seem old? I'm not for those bangs. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's um, the coronaversary. Yes. The beginning of lockdown. Yeah. Because it was like scary if like was civilization going to collapse, yes. you know? Like, There's no toilet paper. I don't know. I've kind of gotten used to it at this point. So I, I look forward to some things reopening, but I also really like the time I've had. I really like the pace of like how everything has been. And also it's felt like good, quiet time a lot of the time. And I've saved a lot of money not, you know, going out to bars and restaurants all the time. Do you, what else? Do you have anything? Did you see Sharon Osbourne? No, let's watch it right now because I, I, have, I said on Thursday I wanted to watch it and wait, okay, wait, I can bring it up. We want to get started with a story. This is such a bad show, by the way. Who are these people? That's Cheryl Underwood, who is, is a comedian. 
Okay, that's. I thought she was. That was a country singer when I heard the name. <laughs> she is received for supporting her friend, Sharon. Yeah, I. I just wanted to let everyone that watches our show know that um, because I supported my friend with his freedom of speech and his opinions on what he felt about the interview of Meghan and Harry, I, I know he has a right to say what he feels on the interview as we have a right to say, and everybody has a right to say what they feel with freedom of speech. Did I like everything he said? Did I agree with what he said? No. She's, I, I, I mean, to me, it's Genesis Peorage. The face? That, like right there, that expression, but just the way that she talks and everything, like even mm. like the, the timbre of Genesis's mm. voice was like that. I just want to say I've not watched this show before. Like okay. I've seen clips here and there. Yeah. I had no idea that Sharon Osbourne's dog sits in a um, custom made chair to match everyone else's chairs. I hadn't seen, I'd, I have watched this show before. I hadn't noticed a dog in a custom chair. I'm not sure if it's because they're socially distanced and it's like easier to see. Maybe there was a dog under the table when they sat around a table. It's a very, very well behaved dog. Because it's his opinion. It's not my opinion. But why is it that because I supported a longtime friend and work colleague of mine for years... Were they work colleagues because they were both on Celebrity Apprentice? I'm wondering that myself. <laughs> <laughs> that everybody goes, if you support him, then you must be racist because he's racist. I support him for his freedom of speech and he's my friend. I'm not racist, neither is Piers racist, and I hate the fact of even saying I'm not racist. It's a, it's a terrible, evil word to call anybody without knowledge. That's her first Karen moment. Mm. It's just wild to me. She's like such a showbiz person that you'll see. She can't she read keeps, this room. She can't, can't read, the, read room. the room, but she keeps like spouting these Karen cliches. It's like she studied a handbook. It feels like a performance. Is piece. she not like active online? Does she not see these things? I, I guess not. There's like so much that just even if she like is like some racist lady and wants to like be racist, whatever, that she should be savvy enough to she, that, she was avoid. always savvy before. That was her whole thing. Was and, that so it's not just that. It's also the way that she treats, you'll see her co-hosts and there are, are mistakes made by everyone for sure. <laughs> um, but the whole thing, it's just such a bad look. And I can't believe that this like pro, this businesswoman turned entertainer has like botched this so much. There's just like shit she could have avoided so easily now what 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 have i ever said about anybody that is racist it's not it's not within me it's not within me who i am it's not in my soul i don't care what color or what religion anyone is has anyone found stuff where she was racist yet she said um about megan markle in 2018 she ain't black and then eve and cheryl were like she's black she's you know she's biracial and she's like, yeah, but she doesn't look black. And they're like, to who? And she's like, to anybody. Uh, it's like wild. And then Eve is like, black people come in all colors. We're not going to get into that conversation. And it's like, maybe you should have gotten into that yeah. conversation. She, she needs a clue. <laughs> Someone help Sharon out. Are you a nice person? That's what I judge you on. Mm -hmm. Are you respectful and nice to me? then I return it. I don't care anybody's religion or race. It's, it has nothing to do with being a good person, but I'm the last person in the world who's racist. Okay. Oh that I is such know, a cliche. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. I'm the least well, racist person. They, she appears very well on Celebrity Apprentice. <sighs> I mean, but exactly. The cliches are what's wild to me. That's just the wildest part, you know? I'm not surprised. Actually, I've not... So I have not, I don't watch this show and I haven't kept up with the Osbournes or anything. I'm assuming this is 
like the view and that they do political conversations sometimes kind of but it's softer it's not as like hard-nosed as the view it, I, it makes the view look like hard art yeah yeah beyond i mean the view is such a symphony of like opinions and insanity and this show is like you'll see they're kind of winging it and i don't know why <laughs> you'll see but um, what i'm saying is that like what i'm asking is oh, sorry. it was she had she been supportive of donald trump as president or no this whole no, time no i don't believe so and i believe oh, okay. i mean i i have to believe that if she were then there'd be a lot more furor about her people would be like sharon osborne trump supporter I mean, I feel like people weren't like that about Piers Morgan. Uh, I guess, but Piers has been on people's shit list for a while. Oh yeah, for sure. But there's uh, people don't give, uh, don't get on Teresa Judice's ass about that. She's the star of Real Housewives of New Jersey, and nobody, and she's a Trump supporter. And was That's on interesting. Celebrity Apprentice. The most, is she the most her beloved husband, Trump supporter? Her husband was deported. He went to live in ice in terrible conditions, and then he was deported. He can't live here. They had to get a divorce. In He's Paris, in Italy. Didn't Paris Hilton vote for Trump too? Did she? she I mean, makes sense. It does make sense. I'm almost positive that she did. She's Teflon. Reality stars sticking together. Yeah. No, you know, I think Mrs. O, it's always really hard when you see a good friend. Who's she? I don't know. <laughs> this blonde girl. Okay. Yeah, you'll 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 see. It's like okay, yeah. Going through a difficult situation, and you know them on a different level, and you really know their personal heart and their minds, you know? And, and, and you have this relationship with Pierce, so I completely understand why you and reached out and supported a friend. He's a friend. And I, I agree with you. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that you support what he says. No, I don't. And half the stuff he comes out with, I'm like, where did that come right. from? But it's Pierce. And Pierce is employed to give his comments. And right. that's what he does. He's a journalist. Is Pierce Morgan a journalist? Yeah, he interviews people. He's a journalist. Okay. He's a lot of things. And a journalist is one of them. He might be more an asshole than a journalist, but he's still a journalist. Does he write? Yeah, he does like tons of commentary stuff. Okay. You know? All right. Yeah. I think he has a column at the Daily Mail or did. Oh, at the Daily Mail? Yeah. Oh, I would love a column at the Daily Mail. What a <laughs> choice gig. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I bet well, it pays really well, too. Probably. But Daily Mail's right wing, you know? Uh, why? Because it's owned by... It's like right wing chaotic, you know? It's chaotic neutral. Kind of chaotic neutral. It's, chaotic, it's a little um, bit chaotic, chaotic evil at times. It's pretty evil. I, sometimes, but sometimes not. Okay, so it's between neutral sometimes. and evil. <laughs> it's it's chaotic neutral. It is. Well, but it's chaotic evil too. Because it goes after everyone. Right. So. Equal opportunity offender. Mm -hmm. Daily Mail is the one that found Roosh V from Return of the Kings living in his stepdad and mom's basement. That's amazing. That was an incredible piece of journalism. Yeah. But I have to. I hand it to them the same way that like National Enquirer did the. Uh, John, what was his name? One who was going to be president and then he had an affair and everyone found out. Her name was Hunter. He got her pregnant. The fuck was his name? He was running for president. What? Handsome guy. Like in the primaries, like when Obama was running, like leading up to that. I don't remember that at all. The fuck? You don't remember that? Mm -mm. What was his name? It was a really big deal. They were nominated for a Pulitzer. The, <laughs> the National, National Enquirer. Yes. <laughs> Wait, for uncovering that he had an affair? He, that he knocked this woman up. Oh, was he, he was married and his wife had cancer and she was, was recovering. What was his political affiliation? He's Democrat. What I mean, it was a re, it was a huge story. What was the use of that information? Did he have some? Was it exposing some kind of hypocrisy, or was it just like gossip about his moral character? Oh, because they were using campaign finance money. Oh my god! To hide the affair because okay. they hired her as the videographer I got and it. she like had never really done that work before it was the same it was That's like a, a real ramshackle operation it's like a stormy daniels thing right. where like you know right john edwards john edwards oh yeah I, I i don't really remember his scandal yeah they were nominated for a pulitzer prize for that <laughs> you know that i always used to think it was pulitzer prize pulitzer prize yeah <laughs> pulitzer pulitzer no like pullet like is like a pullet. is the name of the surprise. <laughs> Wait, Pullet Surprise? <laughs> a Pullet Surprise. <laughs> I have, I just had a great idea. Okay. What if we create 
the Pulitzer Prize. Okay. And then we can award it to ourselves somehow. <laughs> and then we can be a Pulitzer Prize Prize winning podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. What would the Pulitzer surprise be? I don't know. Maybe we have to like surprise each other with something. And it's like whoever's... What's the pullet? I don't know. The pullet is like the... Um... How about you have to pull something? <laughs> like you, well, a like pullet pull surprise. A, rope a pullet something? surprise. Yeah, it's like someone's walking through a doorway. Okay, the pull... best pullet surprise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We can make a pullet surprise winning video where we... I like walk through a doorway and like... You pull a rope and then the, a bucket of water falls on my head. I think that we have to each devise an idea to pull it, surprise the other one. <laughs> <laughs> then people can vote. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I already have a different idea. Okay. I'm going to have to think about it. <laughs> okay. But, and it doesn't have to be like, you know, water over a door. It can be, I guess. No, my, I, my idea is different. Okay. <laughs> the one I, I just came up with. All right. It's a different medium. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. So, sky's the limit with this one. Yeah. As long as you pull it. <laughs> and as long as it's a surprise. <laughs> Cheryl, he, he comes on here. Yes. And what do we say every time he comes on here? Oh, what well, he yeah. got the time and we're not going to get a word in edgewise. That's what I be thinking in my mind. Yeah. But um, he, he waffles on and we go, okay, okay. But I will say that the last time that he came on the show, I did bring to his attention that there were racial and racist implications in the dealings with Meghan Markle, specifically because she was black. But you know we love you here. And this show is called The Talk, and we talk to each other. Yeah. So I really would like to know, because I've been knowing you for years Go since on. I've been here. She's already pissed. Yeah. Sharon's like pissed that this woman, Cheryl, Cheryl. is going to be saying something. Yeah. You other than if I don't know, I'm willing to learn. If it comes off a certain way, I stand corrected. Right. That's the only thing I've seen. Yeah. So what would you say to people who may feel that you, while you're standing by your friend, it appears that you give validation or safe haven to something that he has uttered that is racist? Even, even if you don't agree, am I, am I saying it right? He? I thought that that question was really um, good and a good way of explaining things yes. and like what the problem is perceived to be. So what do you have to say about it? Yeah. Okay, what I'm not saying. He, I don't know what he's uttered that's racist. I'm not I'm not trying to slide out of this one. Right. I don't know. Tell me, what has he uttered that's racist? If if he talks about uh he doesn't want to understand that how uh, Megan was treated was racism and then says and, and I'm just going off the top of my head so forgive me audience why is she going off the top of her head is my question yeah, with this topic and you'll see that there's another panelist who's unprepared and I don't understand was it like right before the show and Sharon was like this is what we're opening with or like yeah but somehow, producers should have producers should have yeah there should be like 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 i think cheryl does a good job i think elaine you'll see um <laughs> but uh who's elaine she's i can't remember how to say her last name is it the girl with the boots it's it's the girl she was she was teen vogue editor elaine wenton roth weltroff weltroff is she here yeah oh, elaine, she's on the show she's on oh, the show the she's on the, the show now yeah Go on. if he says um uh, I don't see it as being racist or what she's going. I don't believe what she's going through. Or it's it's that white entitlement privilege that makes it racist upon itself. So in, if you're saying I stand with you, how do you address people who say then you are standing with racism? Not saying that you are. I'm saying for people that may be feeling that because the Sharon that I know, the Sharon that I've been talking to in learning. Uh, systemic racism uh, that, that's learning about the deeper, the more covert than overt racism. Mm -hmm. That's what the journey you and I have been going right. on all the way back to Breonna Taylor, all the right. way back to George Floyd. That's why I say I don't think what people are applying to you is all the way apropos. But once you say I stand by my friend, then then people think, well, then you must agree with what he's saying. Am and I the reason is because I think in this moment, we need people to... This girl looks really, really different from how she used to look. She used it's, to do like a dork thing. I know. With the glasses. What's this? Is it this LA? Because she moved to LA? 
I, she, I she's doing no a New York thing, and now this is her LA, LA thing. I do not know what's going on. She looks like she could be like on the Jetsons or something, though, too. There's something very space, space age about her glamour. I like it, but it. She looks good, but it's. It's not what she change. used to be. It's a very big change, yeah. very big difference. I don't know like a lot about her, Me except I, the clips that I've seen of her from project runway were so stupid the shit that she said and i really? was just yeah Didn't like work. she just was like hitting on buzzwords that she knew it was like one where she was like it's like the intersection of fashion and everything <laughs> did she really say that she literally fashion said and it. everything yeah let me see if i can Isn't find it fashion the intersection of fashion and everything fashion trends for spring really shining a light on the intersection between fashion and the rest of the world but also that's not the intersection that's not yeah, an intersection there's no that's intersection just like, of everything yeah no <laughs> that's just it's like no <laughs> that's a um, really busy intersection <laughs> Fucking like chaos. <laughs> Stand up for anti-racism. Like not being racist is almost and 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 but without being anti-racist, I think that's the thing. When people people feel that he's racist, people have receipts. I wish we had them today so that we could actually go deeper into this uh-huh. conversation, so people could see why people feel that he's racist and sexist. And mis- I mean, there's a lot, but. Um, we don't have those receipts here. Why, didn't Why they have don't receipts? they have receipts? Yeah. Why don't they have receipts? And if I'm being charitable, there was a rush and they didn't get to do the necessary research for some reason because they shoot live. Yeah, so why couldn't the producers just, as soon as they found out that Sharon was going to do that, they should have scrambled and got stuff for the conversation. I, I don't understand. I don't get it. And if I'm being charitable, there was some kind of thing where it was in, it was unavoidable that they would be unprepared. I don't know why. These women work in media. She's supposed to be an editor. She is like active online. She can't think of one one example of something not one example she has to have that per, like provided to her by the producers i, I to me it, it's it's unbelievable i as somebody who prepares for this podcast like <laughs> pretty rigorously <laughs> i just i can't imagine what kind of situation would lead to that but i think the i think no, the I, bigger point is anti-racism is what is being called for not just not being racist so when when we when we kind of give passes or give space to people who are who are being who are saying damaging, harmful things. Okay, listen, it is literally their job to talk about this shit. I know. And this isn't like this issue and these examples are something they would have had to have and prepared just for this conversation. This conversation has been going on since last May. Well, but also, and Piers Morgan did a totally public temper tantrum that like, you know, you would think that people speaking about culture on TV would have watched. Like, it's a thing people are talking about, right? Wait, so, they didn't watch it? Well, she's say, she's talking about, like, receipts and not having receipts, as in examples of Piers' racism and misogyny. But, you know, to Sh- Cheryl's point, part of the, like, the allegation here is what he said on, on Good Morning Britain. Is mm-hmm. that what's called? Good Morning Britain? Um, I also think if you don't have receipts, that obtaining would have been a reasonable part of your job. Why are you drawing attention to the fact that you don't yeah. have receipts? You're saying we don't like, sorry, I don't have that information. What? Yeah. Why, why even draw attention to it? Just bullshit on your feet. But also like literally they could be looking at their phones up until they go, the cameras go up. So I would just be like, I would just Google Piers Morgan racist video. I, I, I Watch honestly, something real quick and then just remember what he said. I would take my phone out. On, if I didn't know what I was talking about and I could Google it easily, I would like be like this, you know, this is an extenuating circumstance. I'm just going to like do the reading real quick because I'm sure if you Google oh, Piers Morgan. we do on this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> we still get stuff wrong though. Uh, we do, but, <laughs> but we, you know, if there's receipts, we go find them. What we're kind of doing is permissing it. She said permissing, permissing it. <laughs> and I think that's what people are reacting to. And I don't, I, I, listen, I don't have a dog in this fight here. I no, just, it's- I, Why doesn't she have a dog in the fight? Isn't she biracial like Megan? Yeah. I don't know what she means by not having a dog in the fight. Does she care? Does she not care? Is this just a gig for her? It's, I'm, okay. I have said that every newspaper article 
in England that came out where it said she was from Compton to the palace and this, that, and the yeah, other. That, it's that's despicable. Mm -hmm. it's, it is hatefulness. Mm -hmm. It's evil. But I'm sorry if I say that, listen, he's my friend. He's entitled to his opinion. And if he thinks Meghan is a whatever he says about her, I don't agree with what he says, but I agree with his right to say what he feels. And I don't think, I haven't heard, I'm, listen, I don't, he's not my husband. I don't know everything he does. Right. She didn't know everything her husband did either. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we, when it was like revealed that he had been having like a two year long affair at some lady in a hotel? Recently, right? Yeah, it was like a couple of years ago and then she filed for divorce and then they like made up. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, I haven't been cool with on Sharon Osbourne for a really long time. I'm, uh, in my opinion, she's outstayed her welcome. I don't know why she's still on television. She, it's, I mean, I think this is like proof. She's yeah. got charisma, but like, why is this woman giving it? Why is this woman given a platform? Because she's like ballsy. Do you think if I went to England and I did this, could I be like the reverse her? Do you think I could like do it? <laughs> No, because I feel like it's the accent that gets her. That's like that greases her through. I feel like maybe my accent can do that in England. That would be a career move. It's a gamble. <laughs> <laughs> Going to England to be an American bitch. <laughs> Let's see where this takes you me. Know what? If you love what you do, you never work a day. <laughs> He's a work colleague who became my friend. I don't know everything he's ever said about Meghan, but I personally have never heard him say anything about her. Well, most for, most her color I, I or her race. It doesn't. I, I mean, there's something called unconscious bias, right? I don't think that, that everybody who is actually racist knows they're racist. Um, I don't think that everyone who does things from a place of unconscious bias, it's called unconscious bias for a reason. Yes. You're not aware of it. So when somebody else is saying to you, hey, the things that you're saying are racist, they're harmful, they hurt me. I think that it, there is, especially now, I hope that folks can, can take a beat and stop and listen and really reflect on why they're saying that. And so it's, if, you know, I, if I like Pierce and he's seen as racist, then I'm racist. Is that's that what you're saying? It's not the case, but I think, cre I, and, and again, I, I, this is really, this is uncomfortable because no one wants to challenge a friend, right. especially on national television. Right. And, you know, and so I think we're almost demonstrating what has played out between you and Pierce. It's like no one wants to be the one to say the thing that's going to, you know, offend a friend publicly. You want to stand with your friend. But when your friend is also, you know, creating space for or, you know, not shunning, not, not, it's almost like a friend, a true friend's responsibility is to hold a friend accountable, is my feeling. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It's an uncomfortable thing to do, but it's coming from love. And I think people probably, people, I think people believe that you're not racist. I don't think you're racist, just to say that super plainly. I don't think you're racist. But I think if pe people know you're not racist, they would want you to stand up to your friend who has done racist things, who has been sexist in the coverage of, of Megan. I think that's where it's coming from. But I'm not here. I, I don't follow Pierce Morgan's career. No, I don't follow do I. the, the ne royal palace. Excuse me, neither do I. So this is her friend that she's like willing to die on a hill for, but... She, she doesn't follow his career and doesn't know what he says and and like elaine maybe, doesn't either so she doesn't seem to know what sharon well she's accusing sharon of co-signing yeah she's just assuming that because other people have said piers morgan is racist and sexist that yeah. he is right because yeah, people yeah. say it on twitter yes right? yeah well but also cheryl seems to think so definitely and cheryl cites actual the actual reason that yeah. piers denied that racism played any role in Meghan Markle's experience with the royal family. He yeah. denied, you know, a black woman's experience, which is fucked up, you know? Like, well, that you is know the, the reason why he did all this, right? Because she... Turned um, him down. Yeah. Yeah, he had, he had like a lunch with her or something, and he then had, she never wanted... He said wanted that they were friends. He said that. But didn't they hang out once? 
I followed four of the stars of Suits on Twitter. Yeah. And in five minutes, I got this direct message from Meghan Markle. A private message, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it said, uh, hey, I'm, I'm a big fan, and I'm you know, so excited you're following me. And this is she about, said to you. Yeah, it was about three years ago. And um, anyway, I replied, and then another guy in Suits, uh, who plays another character, we, he got involved too. And we, we corresponded quite regularly on Twitter, publicly and privately. Yeah. She began sending me early copies of uh, Suits episodes. Right. She'd email me from you know, places like Rwanda. I thought we had a good sort of friendship building. She then said, I'm coming to London to watch the tennis with Serena Williams, yeah. who's her friend, and I, I know Serena well too. And she said, would you like to meet up for a drink? I said, come to my local pub. You know, I'm an Irishman, come to my pub. Um, so she came to my local pub in Kensington, ironically about half a mile from Kensington Palace, yeah, yes. where she now lives. Nobody knew who she was, but she walked in. I remember the locals, right, all these old guys like, like this, drinking their pints, and in walks Meghan Markle, like a million dollars. But they didn't know who she was, but they thought she's something Beautiful. special. Yeah, yeah. We had a, two hours in the pub. She had a couple of dirty martinis, had a couple of pints. We got on brilliantly. And then I put her in a cab, and it turned out to be a cab that took her to a party where she met Prince Harry. And then the next night, they had a solo dinner together, and that was the last I ever heard from Meghan Markle. <laughs> and I have never heard from her again. So what happened? In she, your, uh, she, she ghosted me, Ryan. Meghan Markle ghosted me. So he implies that it was a date, which it may not have been a date at all. Oh, I forgot that he wasn't gay. (laughs) (laughs) The whole time I was thinking he was her gay friend. Rejected gay friend. (laughs) Well, he's been real fucking bitchy about it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I feel like it's such a fucking self-owned to tell that story in public she she didn't i mean she could if she wanted to be friends with you she would have said let's be friends she didn't say that she met with him she was like ugh, and never saw him again yeah and that's like her right and that's like what like most polite women do on dates they don't just like get up and leave or they don't like walk in and pretend they don't see you and leave like they are nice and they talk to you and they have two drinks yeah and then they leave and like yeah so she met harry Better than you. Yeah. (laughs) And also he's fucking hairy. He's an actual prince. Prince of a guy. Yeah. As I've said, he's not my husband. He's not my lover. He was never a boyfriend. I have friends in my life. I stick up for my friends. If if I was ever needed him, he would be there for me. And that's it. I am I I feel even like uh, I'm about to be put in the electric chair because I have a friend who many people think is a racist, so that makes me a racist. And for me, at 68 years of age, to have to turn around and say, I ain't racist. What's it got to do with me? Okay, how can I be racist about anybody? How can I be racist about anybody or anything in my life? How can I? Well, 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 I well what? We will be right well, back. What? We have more topics, so don't go away. And I think we don't should go. stop this. Can you believe oh her? Oh, my God. Un- Does it keep going? It gets worse. Oh, yeah. my God. She stays, really? Then she stays at that pitch for the next segment. I will From ask me. you again, Cheryl. Yes. I've been asking you during the break. Right. I'm asking you again. And don't try and cry, because if anyone should be crying it should be me this is the situation yeah. you tell me oh my god <laughs> <laughs> if anyone should be crying it should be me this has been the hardest thing for me the craziest thing is that it wasn't even her conversation she's talking about Piers morgan and then like now it's all about her because i i believe what happened is like at, between her tweet and this show she got a lot of shit on twitter so she's reacting emotionally about things she saw on Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah. Isn't the whole conversation about like what people are saying on Twitter, but because that's such an amorphous concept that it's like coming out in this like weirdly communicated way? Educate me. Tell me when you have heard him say racist things. Ed- educate me. Tell me. It, it is not the exact words of racism. It's the implication and the reaction to it to not want to address 
that because she is a black woman and to try to dismiss it or to make it seem less than what it is, that's what makes it racist. Okay, answer me this mm -hmm. one, okay? Because I don't know, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't like someone, and I think this is for everybody who is of born white. Born white. <laughs> the Sharon Osbourne story. Also, she's dressed like, like maybe like the Joker's mom. <laughs> she is, especially with the hair and everything. <laughs> because she's got like a, a heavily plaid yellow and pink, yellow and, I mean, salmon kind of yeah. suit on. Orange. Yes, it, that's the effect. It's kind of an orange effect. And then it's over a salmon kind of top. It's a yeah, and and then she's got that severe fire red hair, a clown collar, right? It's a big collar. It's a big. It's a big collar. It's like a seventies collar. If he doesn't, Piers doesn't like someone, and they happen to be black, mm -hmm. does that make him a racist? No, no, that's a no. No, right. So why can't it be he just doesn't like her? Why does it have to be racist? I need to know these things if people are going to call me racist, that you can dislike somebody because of their, of their soul, of their personality, if they are of color without being called a racist. You know, this is challenging. This is a really challenging thing to, to uh, have to talk about on national television. It's challenging to have to talk about on national television, but like, isn't that your job yeah that's literally her job she's she, on a show called the talk also like when you're hired on a show you know like the talk and you've had a certain social justice social media profile Absolutely. i would assume that the producers would reach out to you specifically because you will be expected to talk about race yes i think when people like pierce um which we should keep it about pierce i think um when they are more outraged at being called a racist than actually uh, acknowledging the racism. <laughs> Why keep it what? at Pierce? That's exactly what That's Sharon Osbourne is That's doing. That's what she's doing right so at this moment. This Karen thing, this whole I'm the victim here for being accused of racism. Yeah. So like, why didn't, why not just confront her this with that? This girl has no balls. I think that's the problem, right? Like. In this moment, with the interview with Megan and Megan and Harry and, and Oprah, Megan and Harry had actual receipts, which is sometimes racism is so you can't even you don't have as clear evidence, right? What do you she, mean? By well, let me. Receipts? I just want to finish. They Sharon said, said they, "What do you mean by receipts?" She said, "What do you mean by receipts?" <laughs> what, is, what are these receipts you keep referring to not having? Is Elaine Welteroth a lesbian? I don't think so. No, she's engaged to a guy. I mean, her her engagement ring is huge. Okay. Oh, they were married. Oh, they got married during the pandemic, pandemic? in May. Wow. That was awfully early. That was, was before phase one. Well, maybe they did a Zoom thing. No, they didn't. Are you kidding me? I think that's ridiculous. I, I truly am so ignorant, Sharon, about the royal anything. You, you, but you're not me, because it's of another generation. It's an archaic institution. Okay. It's archaic. Because to me, it's it, and I, I hope that this doesn't trigger you or, or people at home, but I wonder if there's an equivalence here. Tell me if I'm wrong. But when I feel like when I hear royalist, it almost sounds to me like it's almost the same thing as people who celebrate pre-Civil War culture, like no. antebellum, the old ways of doing no, things, you no, know, no. where anything that came along with that culture hmm. is almost sacred. And in this it's case- It's a if different country, it's a different culture. And royalist people who respect the queen and live by the queen's rules, that it, it's not that way. How come way he can't hold the queen accountable? I guess that's my question. Like, Because it's a fucking monarchy. <laughs> it's a fucking queen and king. That's why that sucks. <laughs> that is why that sucks, because what they say goes. How does she also mean holding the queen accountable? Like tweeting about it? I guess, like, but it's what like... Does she, what does that practically mean in this situation? Holding the... Are we canceling the queen? Well, I think we should. I agree. I think we should cancel the monarchy. I, I'm still interested in their bullshit. I'm not super interested, but I'm I, I acknowledge it as a thing that is interesting. 
I am interested. The Diana book was great, and like the Harry Meghan stuff, I paid a little bit the of crown attention has been to. Re- has been been incredible. I don't, I don't watch the Crown. I believe that the Crown is really that. good. I liked the Queen when it came out. Yes, the Queen is great, but it's also like the whole it, the whole point is that they. I think they should just be disbanded when she dies. Right. Like they should they should do away with the entire institution. It's really like ridiculous that they still like get money and and all of the land yeah all of the land that they have is just stolen all of it is just stolen and then they make like huge rents on it like they always have money yeah i mean the palace is like kind of a lot to upkeep but like still (laughs) they chose that yeah or like they're choosing that life that was wild oh what here's a tweet that i saw today it was viral so it's probably not even it's probably at this point everybody knows but just in case i thought that you would like this if you hadn't seen it Someone named Lieutenant Penguin, LT Penguin underscore on Twitter, linked to the Wikipedia for friend of Dorothy. Do you see this? Oh, no. So the definition is, in gay slang, a friend of Dorothy, FOD, is a gay man, more broadly, any LGBTQ person. No, it's not as a gay man. It's a gay man. man. They're like trying to make friend of Dorothy Friend of Dorothy is not a lesbian. Give me a break. Look at who she hung out with. (laughs) (laughs) Scarecrow, Tin Man, and Cowardly Lion. The phrase dates back to at least World War II when homosexual acts were illegal in the United States. Stating that or asking if someone was a friend of Dorothy was a euphemism used for discussing sexual orientation without others knowing its meaning. It was code. Subheadings down, military investigation. What? In the early 1980s, the Naval Investigative Service was investigating homosexuality in the Chicago area. Agents discovered that gay men sometimes referred to themselves as friends of Dorothy. Unaware of the historical meaning of the term, the NIS believed that there actually was a woman named Dorothy at the center of a massive ring of homosexual military personnel. So they launched an enormous and futile hunt for the elusive Dorothy, hoping to find her and convince her to reveal the names of gay service members. Uh, and so they wanted her to out them? Yeah. Oh, she wouldn't have been a friend if she had done that. And she wouldn't have done it. She wouldn't have done it. She never told me. I just had to pick up on the fact that the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, and the Cowardly Lion are all different kinds of gay. Actually, via you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but on my own. Hey, what's your favorite share song? Depends on the day, but like, <laughs> I feel like like the funniest, shariest song is Just Like Jesse James. <laughs> I love that song. It's really just good. Just like Jesse James. I'm going to shoot you down, <laughs> Jesse James. You used to really like Half-Breed. No, did I? I don't think so. I thought I you did. Really you would always put much. it on at the diner. Which diner? New Jersey. Oh, when we went there? Okay, that makes sense that I would play it. But, I, you know, There's it was that, more the, just the like jukebox the jukebox diners. I don't know if anyone knows, but like in New Jersey, yeah. every table has a little, its own little jukebox and you put, you know, stuff in. You can select the song. And then if you do that, as you wait for your song, whoever, because there's a jukebox at every table, so... You can pick it, and then you're like in the queue, and you listen yeah. to the music. So you're also playing it for other people. Yeah, you know. So okay. I, that's why I taking play the ox chord. That's why I played half breed. Okay, yeah, it's less like allegiance and more like, isn't this an insane thing to be listening to? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> we would do that with like, it's all coming back to me now. Oh, uh, that's a great song, it though. Is. I mean, I, <laughs> I loved hearing it. I think my favorite share song is um, "I Found Someone." Mm, that's good. But I also really, really love. The duet with Peter Cetera. Oh, what is it called again? Uh, it's like, after all oh, yeah. starts and stops. After all. What is that from? It's from a movie. These- it's from Chances Are. Okay, I love that movie. Right. Robert Downey Jr., Simple Shepard. Oh, it's a great movie. It's, is it a time travel body switch? He dies and he goes to heaven and he wants to be reincarnated because his wife is pregnant, who's Cheryl, who's Sybil Shepard. Okay. And then they're like, you you can't go back. You're dead. And then he's like, I need to get back there right now. So they just put him, they just reincarnate him because it was like a reincarnation line. As himself? No, just as a baby somewhere else. Like he's just sent back down to earth. Oh, but, but she's- they. They didn't inoculate him so that he wouldn't remember his last life before he left. So then it becomes an issue because then he grows up and he decides to go get a job in New- in Washington, D.C. And then he meets them. She- he meets her because he meets her daughter. Um, his daughter. Yes. But he's her age. Yeah. And so do they have sex? Do you want to know the end? D- does he have sex with his daughter? Well, he has sex with Sybil Shepard. Okay. And then Ryan O'Neill plays it was the guy's best friend then when the guy died which was chris mcdonald when the guy died 
Ryan O'Neill always had a thing for Sybil Shepherd, but she just like couldn't get over the death of her husband. And so he was always like a good friend and he helped raise the daughter, but like it was never sexual. And then the when Robert Downey Jr. sees Sybil Shepherd again, he remembers her and 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 then she believes him and then they have an affair together and they're so happy and before he had seen Sybil Shepherd he met the daughter and they had been flirting and stuff because and he hadn't remembered his past life yet then this angel comes down from heaven and he get he manages to give the inoculation he just he stops remembering everything from his life Sybil Shepherd decides to move on she gets with Ryan O'Neill then Robert Downey Jr does get with his daughter Mary Stuart Masterson. Okay. And then they're all happy and it's like the four of them and they're all together. So wait, he gets with his daughter. Yeah, in the end. That's That's crazy. Well, it's like this idea that they're they're like four souls that are always... Connected somehow? Yeah. Okay. And who am I to judge? This is how it played out this time. Okay. All right. I like that. Yeah. Do you think that's us? No. (laughs) You don't think? No. (laughs) Oh. I feel like it. Okay. <laughs> you don't think that we're like kind of soulmates in a way? Um, I don't think it has anything to do with, no. Because you don't like believe in it? universe. You no. don't? No. I would think that you would with the mushrooms and everything's connected and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but that's not like how it works, you know? It's not about like, I don't know, maybe. Uh, yeah, why not? Why wouldn't spirits connect like mushrooms? Uh, Energies? Energies could connect. Because the existence of a spirit is what I call into question and like what exactly that means. Like I think we're a incredibly complex machine, but I'm not sure that I know anything about like an actual spirit. I think there's like a spiritual realm, but that has more to do with sort of the connectedness to the earth and stuff like that. Maybe to other people. Sure. Maybe. If it were true, I feel like that would be us. Who do you th- who do you think else is like in our like group? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's my mom. Okay. It's not my mom. The we were ending this like five minutes oh, ago. Oh, we were. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, goodbye. Bye. Well, here we are again. I guess it must be. Journey always brings me back to you.